You are now listening to Only Yahweh's Truth Makes Sense, Part 3 taught by Pastor Randall Crawford Sr. Please visit our website to listen to more messages like this one and subscribe to our newsletter at BethelHouseOfTruth.org. Again, that is BethelHouseOfTruth.org. Enjoy the message and God bless you. Good afternoon. I want to welcome you all to Bethel House of Truth this Sunday service. Praise be to Yahweh Yeshua in the highest. Amen. Amen. All right, let's get right into this. Continuing, continuing in our, I think it's a four or five part series. God hasn't decided yet, but it's, it's, it's somewhere around there. This will be part three. Only Yahweh's truth makes sense. Only Yahweh's truth makes sense. Nothing else makes sense. Okay? Think about your life for a second. And everything you've done in your life. Okay? If you could take things back in your life. Right? Things that you've done. Because it just didn't make sense. Okay? It's a waste of time. A waste of time and a waste of space. And a waste of effort. The only thing that makes sense is Yahweh's truth. And that's just the truth of the matter. And I'm going to prove it again this week. Okay? We're going to um, bust up some myths like we've been doing. Okay? Today we're talking about the mark of the beast. The mark of the beast. The mark of the beast. We're going to get into some things today. We're going to influence a lot of people and make a lot of friends. That's what we're going to do today. I hope you enjoyed this message. Hope you're enjoying the whole series in itself. Because it's truly wonderful. The mark of the beast. What is the mark of the beast? What is the mark of the beast? Okay. Now, in Bethel and in Shepherd's Chapel, we teach this. The mark of the beast. Okay. We teach it hard. There's no... Um, we teach it straight from the manuscripts. Okay. The Hebrew and the Greek and the Aramaic. There is no... There is no questioning what the mark of the beast is. But the world questions the mark of the beast. They don't have a clear understanding what the mark of the beast is. Most churches don't either. They don't. So um we're gonna we're gonna learn what the mark of the beast is, okay? In depth. So there's no confusion about anything at all. I don't like confusion. So we're gonna begin our study and uh, you know I got a little quick hitter for you. Mark thirteen this wouldn't be the mark of the beast without Mark thirteen. Mark thirteen verse twenty. Christ is speaking to his Apostles, his disciples here. It's a private conversation. No one else hears this conversation but them. But them. And they asked him, Lord, when shall all these things be? When will you return? When will the end come? When will the end come? There's things that must happen before the end come. Amen. And that's where we are here. He's talking to them privately. So let's get right into it. Mark 13, verse 20. If you have it, say glory to God. Glory to God. Christ speaking in red. And except that the Lord... Had shortened those days. Yeah, Satan, Antichrist, was supposed to be here for three and a half years. He shortened that to five months. Praise God. Praise God. Nobody could deal with that fool for three and a half years. That's a long time. It's a car lease. Okay? Nobody wants to deal with him for that long. That's bad. And except that the Lord had shortened those days. No flesh should be saved. This is how convincing this fool's going to be when he's here. That there will be no flesh saved at all. So you know he will be here when we're still in our flesh. In this final generation. When the true Christ comes, we will be in our spiritual body. That's how you know the difference between the two. If you're in the flesh, still, and he says, I'm Jesus Christ, you're dealing with Satan, Antichrist. Simple as that. 
The word of God don't lie. Here we go. But for the elect's sake, who is his elect? We'll learn that next week. But for the elect's sake, whom he have chosen, he have shortened the days from three and a half years to five months. And we know it's even sh shorter than that. He's actually only here for two and a half months. And that's still a long time. Book of Revelations. For the elect's sake, he has shortened the days. Why did I come here? Why did I bring this up? Why am I talking about Antichrist or um, Satan? Who is Antichrist? Antichrist in the Greek means instead of Christ, meaning he who comes first is the fake. Okay? And why am I speaking of God's elect? Because God's elect have a different type of mark. They have the tov, the tov of God, the seal of God. They have the truth. They have the truth. And the truth will set you free, amen? It absolutely will. So verse 21. And then if any man shall say to you, Lo, here is Christ, or lo, he is there, believe him not. For as long as you are in the flesh, he is a fake. He just said it to you right here in verse 20. For false Christ, that's antichrist. That's what that means in the Greek. For false Christ and false prophets shall rise and shall show signs and wonders to seduce, if it were possible, even the elect. That's the elect of God. Guess what? It ain't possible. It's never been possible. It never will be possible. We cannot be fooled. We can spot a smelly fake a mile away, amen? We know the difference. Take verse 23 here. But take heed. Behold, I have foretold you all things, meaning I told you before they come to pass. So there's no excuse at all for what you do and don't do. There's no excuse. I had a, um, when I was first starting my ministry over 20 years ago, I had a, a gangbanger come to me all tatted up. He said, he said, hey, um, you all here um, talking to people about the Bible? He said, what you going to do with me? I said, what's wrong with you? He said, um, you see my tats? I said, no one cares about 666. He said, I got the mark of the beast. I said, you don't have the mark of the beast. I said, you have the mark of ignorance. He said, what? I said, you have the mark of ignorance. Because that's not the mark of the beast. The mark of the beast is not a tattoo. It's not, it's not something you could put on yourself. Anybody can spot that and they will not be fooled. Okay? I said the only fool who's fooled is the fool wearing 666 on his chest. He said, what you talking about? And I said, Willis. <laughs> so he goes, explain. So I explained to him what the mark of the beast is. Right on the spot in 10 minutes. A month later, I saw him. Okay. It's gone. The tattoo, 666. And a month later. This individual, this individual became someone that I taught for over two years. And his name was David. Okay? His name, you know David. His name was David. True story. All glory to God. Let's go to Revelation. Let's get right into the depth of this. Because I want you to understand that the, the mark of the beast is not a mark in itself. Okay? It's a mental thing. It's, it's your brain. It's what's in your brain. It's what you believe. It's what you believe. And if you don't believe in the truth, if you don't know the truth, you have the mark of the beast. Period. And that's the truth. Revelation 13. Revelation 13. We're going to do this whole wonderful chapter. It is that. We're going to jump here and there a little bit. Revelation 13. We'll start with verse 1. There's a lot of symbology in the book of Revelations. But what does Revelation mean? It means... The unveiling to make known, 
Okay? And that's what Christ is doing for us. He's making known to us your path, your future, your destiny. Amen? That's what he's doing. So watch this. And you're going to notice here there's two beasts here in this chapter 2. Okay? There's two beasts. Okay? One's a political beast. Okay? And the other one is... Antichrist, Satan himself, okay? Watch this, 13 verse 1. And I stood upon the sand of the sea. Now the sand of the sea is always symbolic of the people. Sea and revelations in the manuscripts is always symbolic of people, okay? Always. This is why they get so confused. And the beast came out from the sea. They don't know what they're talking about, these false churches. They don't understand. They're scaring people. Into submission. They have no clue what they're speaking of at all. See in the manuscripts is peoples. And I stood upon the sand of the sea. And saw a beast rise up out of the sea. Out of the people. Having seven heads. Ten horns. And upon his horns ten crowns. And upon his head the name of blasphemy. I have one of my brothers, my oldest brother, won't even read Revelation. He said, I'm not reading it. That's scary. I said, it's scary because you don't understand it. He said, stop being a punk. I said, let me explain it to you, punk. Right? <laughs> he, he, just, he just, he wouldn't even, he wouldn't even, he was like, no, I'm not reading it. I'm not reading it. I said, you have to read it. It's the unveiling. It's the uncovering. God wants to make things known to you. So what is he saying here? So he's saying from the sea, the people of the world. I saw a beast. Now, let me rewind. So, in Revelations, what did Christ say to John in chapter 1? He said, I'm taking you to the events, past your time, right before the Lord's Day. Okay? That's the day of the Lord. That's past our time. And right before the Lord's Day and the Lord's Day and after the Lord's Day. So, that means right before Satan is kicked out of heaven. Right before I return on the Lord's Day, which brings us into the Lord's Day, the millennium, and right after the Lord's Day, Judgment Day, and into the third earth age. Okay? So I want you to understand where we are in Revelations. So let's say, let's see what he's saying here. Let me explain it to you. So he's saying from the sea of people of the world, I saw a beast rise up. Seven heads means seven dominions or seven nations. The ten horns, horns is always symbolic of power. It means... Those who rule the seven nations, okay, by the leaders of the world, okay. So what we have here is a one world system, okay, a one world system that they've been trying to set up for years, for years, for decades, they've been trying to set this up, okay. It's going to happen very, very quickly, okay, very soon, it's going to happen. So we have a one world system here, but this one world system will not last. The one world system can only happen... If peace happens all out the world. Now, I don't see any peace to you. I hear a lot about peace, but I don't see any peace. Not yet, anyway. It's getting stronger and stronger and stronger as I age, as you age. It's getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Peace, peace, peace. Let's go to Revelation 17 real quick. Hold your place here, 17.3. I want you to see this beast that we're speaking of here. This is the very beast that Satan's going to... Mm. Watch this. 17.3 in Revelations. If you have it, say glory to God. Glory to God. And it reads, So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast. There you go. This is Satan's one-word political system that he's going to set up, okay? Because the one that I just read to you, that one's going to 
get a deadly wound. Okay? Full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. There you go. Now, incidentally, this is the same political system that Satan used to fool everyone in the first earth age. Okay? At the Kabul, when he was Tyrus. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color, that's royalty, and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand, full of the abominations, the filthiness of her fornication. She is bad. Okay? It's a Satan's whore. She's a spirit, though. You can't see her. But you can see her if you look close. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon. Now, Babylon is always translated confusion. Confusion. When you don't have the seal of God, we don't have the tov of God, this truth, you are confused and you have the mark of the beast. She brings it hard. Trust me. Satan uses her well. Mystery Babylon, the great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. This is who she is. So whenever there's an abomination, she's involved. When these falsehood churches teach abominable things, she's involved. Well, stop there. Okay. I just want you to see that. I want you to know what we're getting into here. This one world system that, this, that, that mankind has set up, this is nothing. Okay? Compared to what you're going to see Satan set up. Let's go back to Revelation 13. Let's go back. We have two beasts. You're going to see you're going to have two beasts here. Watch this. Verse 2 of 13 of Revelations. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard. These are symbolic of nations. And his feet were as the feet of a bear. We know that's Russia. The, the leopard we know is um, even Africa. And his mouth as the mouth of a lion in Africa. Again, just different nations all combining. This even goes to Ezekiel 38 and 39 when they all come against America. Okay. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. So we got a dragon here. Now we know in Revelation 12, if you look over to Revelation 12, verse 7. Let me see. Wait, wait, let me, Revelation 12, 9. Just look right over to the left. Watch this. And the great dragon was cast out that old serpent called the devil and Satan. So who's the dragon? Satan. You know who we're dealing with? Satan. We're dealing with Satan. Watch this. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. Great authority. And I saw one of his heads, as it were, wounded to death. There's that deadly wound. There's that deadly wound of that system, that one world system. And his deadly wound was healed. And all the world wondered after the beast. This other beast, which is the dragon, which is Satan, the devil. Now, as we got all that and we understand all that, you see there's two beasts. <clears throat> the first beast is a multi-headed beast, a one-world system. Okay? Then in verse 11, you're going to see there's another beast. That's the second beast. You're going to really identify him there, though. Okay? He will have, this, this will be a religious beast, and that will be Antichrist, Satan himself. Watch this. So this beast, this dragon, just healed the deadly wound. Now we already identified who the dragon is. We know it's Antichrist, we know it's Satan, we know it's the devil, the serpent. Now what happens when you deal, when you, when you heal a deadly wound of a one world system? If the one world, the only way it's going to have a deadly wound is if, if all that peace is broken up. Now what's peace broken up by? 
War. Peace is broken up by war. Now, who in the world is will break up something that's so beautiful and full of harmony and love? Terrorists. Terrorists will. Because they you know what terrorists believe. This is what the Muslim nation believe. They believe that <clears throat> the more terrorist attacks there is, that's how you bring Satan down. That's how you bring God down or their prophet, Muhammad. Okay? They believe he is coming back, Muhammad. When it's only, they're only going to be worshiping the Antichrist because they don't know the truth. They have the mark of the beast. Just like most churches in the world has the mark of the beast. So this is why Every time, look this up, this is in the Quran. Every single time, every time there's peace or stuff's going good, there is a terrorist attack. There's a terrorist attack. Because they believe the more attacks, the more evil and wickedness that falls on the earth, it brings their savior down quicker. Okay? They didn't get this memo. Okay? So I want you to understand that. Watch this, verse 4. And they worship the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. And they worshiped the beast, saying, who was likened to the beast? Question. Who was able to make war with, the, with him? No one, except God's elect, except Jesus Christ. Watch this, verse 5. And blasphemes, and power was given unto him to continue 40 and 2 months. Now, 40 and 2 months is 3 and a half years. It's 3 and a half years. I got a whole message on 3 and a half years. Okay? It goes deep. He was supposed to be here for 3 and a half years. But what did we learn? In Mark 13, 20 through 23, that God shortened the time. Amen. Praise God, he shortened the time. That's why I went there first. Because I want, I want you to be like, well, Satan's going to be here for three and a half years? No, he shortened the time. He shortened the time. And I want you to understand that he shortened the time. But there's something I want you to see in this um, verse, though. Whenever you see a prophecy, this is a prophecy, okay? Giving in moons. Or months, it speaks of lunar, okay? And moons always means lunatic, lunar, even Satan, okay? It's a prophecy concerning Satan. So you know we're speaking of Antichrist. We're speaking of Satan. That's what we're doing. And I want you to see that. Verse 6. And he opened his mouth and blaspheming against God. Now, why is he blaspheming God? Hmm. Because he's trying to be God. Now, here's where strong delusion comes in. From 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Okay, don't get lost. I think I'm explaining this perfectly fine. Here's where strong delusion come in. Because if someone who claims to be God, who claims to be Christ, is blaspheming God and saying horrible things about God, shouldn't that be a red flag to true believers? Shouldn't that be a red flag like this person can't be God? But it's not a red flag to them at all. That's where strong delusion comes in. Watch this, verse 6. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name in his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. It's pretty bad. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints. The saints are the set-aside ones, God's elect, his chosen, the anointed of God in this final generation. Those who carry this truth, those who have the tall, which is the opposite of the mark of the beast. Amen. So there's war. And this goes all the way back to that special fancy word that means strife, enmity, a pure enemy. From the last message, remember? Make war with the saints and to overcome them 
and power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. You see the control there? You see that control? Right? Watch this. Eight. And all that dwell upon the earth. And I want you to underline all. All. Watch this. But there's an exception. There's always an exception, right? And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. Now that's a problem because guess what? I just told you who you're worshiping if you don't, if you have the mark, right? I just told you that it's the devil, it's the dragon, it's Satan, it's Antichrist. That's what I told you, right? That's what the word told you, right? I ain't making it up. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Now let me see. Tennessee, whose name is written in the uh in the Lamb's book of life, God's elect. Simple as that. God's elect. Written in the Lamb's book of life. Those people who are set aside the anointed of God. Those people with the truth, the tall, the seal of God. You are blessed. You are truly, truly blessed. So everyone who don't know this truth will worship Antichrist, Satan, the dragon, the beast. Because they have the mark of the beast. Okay? They just do. As it states in Ephesians 1. 4 through 14. Matter of fact, let's go there. Hold your place there. Book of Ephesians. Hold your place. I got to go there. Speaking of God's elect, I got to read it to you. Got to read it to you. Ephesians 1 verse 4. Watch this. Speaking of God's elect, Paul is. Paul was a direct teacher to God's elect. To those back then, which you called the remnant. And the scriptures to those now. As I am. Watch this. Don't let this confuse you. Because it's not confusing. It's straight on. Ephesians 1 verse 4. If they have a say glory to God. Speaking of God's elect here. Those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. According as he have chosen us in him. Before the foundations of the world. Before the first earth age. Before the, before the foundations of this world. The second earth age we currently live in. He chose us in the first earth age. That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. How can we be holy and without blame before him in love? At the seventh trump, we did not worship Antichrist because we know this truth. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will, of the purpose and the will of God. This is our job. There's no getting around it. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in his beloved, in the remnant. Who passed on before us. Amen. They accepted. Watch this. In whom we have redemption through his blood for our sins. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Praise God for it. We couldn't live without it. Wherein he hath abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence. All understanding. Whatever you're lacking. God gives you an understanding. Whatever you don't get. That's why he sent me. That's why he sent teachers. Amen. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will. Mysterio. That's what it is in the Greek. The unheard, the unspoken mystery of God. According to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself. That in the dispensation of the fullness of times... He might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. When? On the Lord's day. Seven Trump. When he returns. Simple and clear. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance. In the book of Ezekiel, Ezekiel 44, matter of fact, 
during the millennium age, God would say, give my elect no inheritance, for I am their inheritance. Glory to God. Being predestinated according to his purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. All things. So when we are working for God, it is not our will that we're doing. It is his will that we're doing because it's purposed in us from the first earth age. Glory to God. That we should be to the praise of his glory. Who first trusted in Christ. When? First earth age. At the cabal. We fought and we continuously fought against Tyrus. Which is Antichrist. Which is Satan. And we didn't back down. We won. In whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth. Now it gets into you being in the flesh. In whom you also trusted after you heard the truth. Being in the flesh. See, you knew the truth in the spirit. But when God put, placed us in our mother's womb, in the soul and the spirit at conception, our memory when we were born was wiped away. Wiped away. And when the, you came in contact with God in the truth, and you heard it, there was no denying it. You know your maker's word. Therefore, he can tell you what he tells you, and you get it, and you understand it without any problem. Without any problem. That's why a judge who's been a judge for 50 years, that's why a doctor who's been the most successful doctor cannot understand this truth because they are not called of God. That's why a Nobel Prize winner cannot understand this truth because they're not called of God to know the truth. They're not God's elect. There's a difference. Well, I'm not educated. Neither am I. God is, though. I'm not, I don't have degrees up the yin-yang. You don't either. But I do have a, degree in, a spiritual degree in God. Okay? From the Holy Spirit. Just like you. Just like you. Just like everyone who has eyes to see and ears to hear. Just like you. Watch this. And whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and whom also after that ye believed ye were sealed. There's that word sealed, the tov, the sin of God, with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. When Jesus Christ returns, he's taking his spirit back and we pick up the Shekinah glory of God for the rest of our life. Glory to God. And that's what it is. There's a difference. We are written in the Lamb's book of life because we are God's saints. We are his elect. We are his anointed. And we know this truth. We know this truth. Let's go back to Revelations 13, verse 9. If you have a say, glory to God. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. Now, he's speaking of false prophets here. He's speaking of false churches here. If you lead into captivity, you will go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword, what's the sword? The word of God. If you're spreading lies and propaganda, if you're not speaking the truth, and you're teaching something besides the truth, calling yourself a pastor, a reverend, an archbishop, or whatever. You in trouble. You will answer for it. If you have not heard the truth, and you are doing this on your own accord, because you work with the devil, you're in trouble. False teachers are in trouble. God takes a dim view on them. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword, with the word of God. Here is patience and the faith of the saints. Watch this, please. Just telling you to be patient. Watch this. Verse 11. Here's that spiritual 
false prophet I was telling you about. That other dragon. Watch this. And I beheld another beast coming out of the earth. Now I wonder who this could be. And he had two horns like a lamb. Now Satan does not. Huh. Satan is not ugly. He's not a dra He's not a dragon as you would per se. That's just his name. Because dragons are they're, they're slimy and skeevy. Okay. Can't trust them. Okay. They'll burn you if you let them. That's what Satan would do. He'll burn you if you let him. Let's break this down. And I beheld another beast coming out of the earth. And he had two horns. Now remember, horns are always power. Always symbolic of power. Like a lamb. He had two horns like a lamb. And he spake as a dragon. Now how is that possible? But he spake as a dragon. So I want you to know who we're speaking of here. And I want you to understand what we're speaking of here. It's only Satan himself. It's only Satan himself. Let me go to Revelation. Hold your place there. You can count me if you want to. Revelation 17, 12. And the ten horns which thou sawest, the ten kings which had received no kingdom as yet, but received power as kings one hour with the beast. Watch this. So he's bringing people with him. Okay? And the people he's bringing with him is the fallen angels. Watch this. These have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. I want you to see that. I want you to understand that. You get some good information today. Very, very valuable. I mean, some good spiritual food. Watch this. Verse 12. And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. So he's telling them to make an idol to this first beast. Now, isn't that one of the commandments? Huh? This was strong delusion comes in again. Isn't that one of the commandments God said there? Have no idol in the earth. Worship, put no God before me. That's one of the Ten Commandments. One of the first ones. And this is what he's doing. This should be a red flag. But it's not. It's not because of strong delusion. Revelation 13, 14. 13 again. And he doeth great wonders so that he maketh fire to come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. Now let me tell you something. If people worship Michael Jackson, Justin Bieber, all these other fancy singers and rappers and stuff, what do you think they're going to do with this dude? Hmm? They're going to be freaking out. You know anybody who can make fire come out of the sky? Huh? Do you? I don't. I don't. Watch this. And he deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast. Saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. There's that idol. So backwards. Now, one of the things you need to understand about Satan if you do some deep digging on him, okay? He's schizophrenic. He's, he's a schizo. You would have to be a schizo, okay, to do what he did in the first earth age. Amen? You just have to be. Watch this. 15. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast. That the image of the beast should both speak and cause as, that as, many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. No one's going to be killed but the two witnesses. Okay? So this is not a killing. This is more of a browbeating. Pressuring them into worshiping him. And believing that he is the true Christ. 16, watch this. And he caused all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehead. Now, 
Don't get lost here. I'm going to make it very clear here. So as you see, it's not a barcode of 666. As people will say, it's not the barcode. The barcode is the barcode. Oh my God, they're going to be doop, doop. No. There's some weird people in the world. Weird and twisted. And I'm sorry if there's some of your families. Okay? They're just weird and twisted in the brain. Think about what I'm saying to you. How weird. Are you, do you really think Satan's going to use a barcode to control people? Doop. No. It's idiotic. Okay? So let's break it down. I want you to get this and I want you to understand this with no confusion. So it's not a barcode of 666. It's not even a mark to see or a tattoo. It's simply Satan getting into your brain, your mind, okay? Even to your central nervous system to do his will and to cause deception run through you, okay? That's what he does. So what about the right hand? The right hand in me is always your power. That's just you being used by the devil, used to bring other people in, to bring other people in. It's always your power. You're carrying out. The schemes and the bidding of Antichrist. That that don't even sound right, do it? That sounds disgusting, doesn't it? To carry out the bidding and the schemes of Satan, of Antichrist? All because you're deceived and you don't have the mark, the tov of God, but you have the mark of the beast? It's pretty bad. Let's go to verse 17. I want to read this to you real quick again, one more time. Oh, wait, 17, no, we're going. And that no man or woman or child might buy or sell, save... He had that mark, he or she that have the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Hmm. So you can't buy, you can't sell, you can't even have a living if you don't take his mark. But I thought you said it wasn't a mark. It's not a mark. If you, it just means you pledging allegiance to him. You carrying out his will, his bidding. You gonna pledge allegiance to the Antichrist? You gonna pledge allegiance to what you hate? You gonna pledge allegiance? You, listen, you think um, there's hate in the world? Try having hate when it's covered over with sugary love. Okay? Try, try that one. Try that one. Try your whole world blowing up. Okay? Because you don't get it. Try that. Try being deceived and having to face Jesus Christ at the seventh trump with fire in his eyes. Try that one. So if you don't receive his mark, you can't buy, you can't sell, you can't grocery shop, you can't do nothing. Food stamps ain't going to be good no more. You can't do nothing. Okay? <laughs> it won't be good. Can't do nothing unless you take his mark. Or unless you have faith. Or unless you are God's elect and your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, then God's going to take care of you. He's going to Always take care of you. 18 to close this chapter out. Watch this. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast. For it is the number of a man. Ish. And his number is 603 score and 6. 6, 6, 6. But what does that mean to you? 6 seal, 6 trump, 6 vile. That is the appearance of Antichrist. That's when he comes. Satan, he is kicked out of heaven at the sixth trump, sixth seal, sixth vibe. And all those things have different meanings. And they happen around the same time, simultaneously. Now the word count means to count by enumerating stones over a long period of time. That means it's been here for a long period of time. A very long time. 
That means this knowledge, this information has been here for a very long time. I hope you understand so far what you've been taught. So the mark of the beast is not a number. That's just Satan's number, letting you know when he will show up. And if you don't know that number, if you don't get that number, and if you don't agree with that number, if, you, if your church don't teach that number, you have the mark of the beast. You have the mark of the beast. But if you understand his showing up, God says, I have foretold you all things. I'm telling you he's coming first. I'm telling you he's coming first. There's no way around it. Well, I've been loving the Lord all my life. What do you mean I got the mark of the beast? You got the mark of the beast. You got the mark of the beast. <laughs> if you do not, if you do not know this truth, the mark of the beast is with you. I'm telling you right now, you're marked up. Satan been writing on your heart with a permanent marker. Go to 1 John. Let's talk some more. He who was Satan is no good. He is no good. So, like I was saying, if you don't have this truth, and you don't understand this truth, and you never heard this truth, more than likely you have the mark of the beast. Amen? That's just the truth. But if you do understand this truth, and you can understand what I'm saying, you can hear what the Spirit of God is saying, more than likely you have a destiny in Christ. One that's been prepared for you before the foundations of this world. Okay, let's go to 1 John chapter 2, verse 18. Rare seducers. Satan has people that work for him with this mark of the beast who pulls people in. Okay, so you got to beware. Verse 18, if you have to say glory to, glory to God. Little children, it is the last time, and as ye have heard, that Antichrist shall come. That's instead of Christ. Even now are there many Antichrists with that spirit of Antichrist which teach and, are, and that have the mark directly from the devil and that he uses on earth to track souls as soul traffickers. Amen. Whereby we know that it is the last time. We are in the last time, the final generation. Everything lines up. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would not, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. Listen to what he's saying here. He is he's something else. Okay. If you can understand the truth, you have the spirit of God, the Tov. If you cannot understand the truth as clear as day, you cannot be among us. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. So if you hear this truth and you understand this truth and you get this truth, there's no way you could go back to falsehood. There's no way you could go back to the world. There's no way you could go back to being your old cranky self. There's, there's, no, there's no way. As Aretha Franklin would say, ain't no way. There's no way. There's no way. Verse 20. But ye have an, un but ye have an unction from the Holy Spirit and ye know all things. Listen now. And ye know all things. You know more than you think you, you. You know more than what you think you know. You do. If you have a calling on. If, if God has called you into the truth. If he has called you into his bosom. If he has called you into his love. You know more than what you think you know. You ever felt like there was more to God's word than what you've been taught? Right? I know you have. I know for a fact you have. For a fact. Watch this. I have not written unto you because ye know not the truth, but because ye know it. 
That's who it's written to, God's elect. And that no lie is of the truth. And you know it. You know how to detect them. You discern. Who is a liar but he that, that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. So, well, what do you mean? These churches, the people of the world, even the people in the world, they don't deny Christ. They don't deny that God, there's a Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They do. False churches do. They deny it. Let me tell you why they deny it. Because if you take the word that I'm giving you, if you can understand it from me, and then you say, nah, you just denied it. Because the word isn't just Jesus Christ. It's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You just denied it. That lets you know they have the spirit of Antichrist. Okay? Understand that. Verse 23. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same have not the Father. You can't have the Father without the Son. But you can't get to the Father unless you go through the Son. But you got to know the true Son so that you can get to the Father. Because without knowing who the true Son is, the true Christ, you can't even get to Yahweh. You're still messing around in the mud. But, italics, he that acknowledgeth the Son hath the Father also. You must acknowledge. Let's break this down real quick. Acknowledge. What does it mean to acknowledge? To accept. To know the knowledge. To accept the knowledge that you know and accept it. That means you must accept this truth. 24. Let that therefore abide in you. Which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye also shall continue in the Son and in the Father, for they are one. And this is the promise that he hath promised us, even eternal life. There you go. So let me say this to you. And this might throw, throw some people for a loop here. Okay? But as you know, I only speak the truth. Okay? Listen. I will sleep the truth. I, I will be in my sleep speaking the truth. It don't even matter. I only speak the truth. Okay? Listen to what I'm saying to you. Okay? If you do not accept the knowledge, okay, and accept the fact that Jesus Christ comes at the seventh trump, accept the fact that there's a mark of the beast and there's a tov. Okay? If you don't accept that and you will not accept the truth, your eternal life is in jeopardy. And that's a shame. It really is. It's a shame. Everything you work for is in jeopardy. All because you listened to someone who was not called of God. All because you listened to someone who you thought was called of God. All because you listened to someone who you thought you can trust. But what, what, do, what do we say in our, at, our, at our round table when it comes to the elect? Okay? Trust no man. Trust no woman. Okay? Only trust God. That means don't trust me. Don't trust Pastor Murray, Dennis, Dave, First Lady. Trust only God. That's it. And if you're trusting only God, that means you trust this word. For I'm not adding to it and I'm not taking from it. I'm teaching straight fire from the word of God. Because it is what it is. Amen. 26. These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. Don't let them seduce you. Time to step out. You can even do the electric slide out the door. It doesn't matter. Okay. Just step out. 27. But the anointing which ye have received of him abide in you, and you need not that any man teach you. Now, what do I always say? What do I always say? Who does the teaching here? The Holy Spirit. I'm not teaching you anything. It is the Spirit of God that's teaching. He's just using me. There's a difference when the Spirit of God is teaching 
And when someone not called of God, that's lacking God, that has the Holy Ghost, okay? That spook that belongs with Scooby-Doo, okay? There's a difference. There's a difference. And I want you to understand the difference. You're going to leave here more grown up. You ever go to, you ever see one of your friends come out of a big church, a large church or whatever church it is, and you say, well, what would you learn today? Man, you know, I don't even know. Because they're giant turkey. <laughs> they just don't know. They, they don't get, they don't know what they're learning, but they know they got to go, right? They know they got to go. But what they need to know is that they have a choice. You could go to falsehood or you could go to the truth. Don't be seduced. 27 again. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him from that very truth that you're being taught by. From the Spirit of God. This is an amazing verse. And now, little children, abide in him, that when ye when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Now, why would we be ashamed? We don't have no reason to be ashamed at all. We're gonna be the ones embracing him. Now in Revelation 6 and 9, those people who worship Antichrist because they have the mark of the beast, because they were never taught, because they were never warned, because they shrugged at the truth. Those people will be ashamed and they're going to want mountains and rocks and hills and they're going to hide themselves in dens and in caves to get away from he who sits on the throne. Revelation 6, Revelation 9, it speaks of it. Watch this. If you know that he is righteous, if ye know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born of him. Know that. Know who you are. And know you don't have the mark of the beast. But know what the mark of the beast is. And know that the tall sits with you. Amen. Know that. John's saying. Satan Antichrist is coming. His spirit is here already. And anyone that denies the truth denies the word of God. If someone says to you. And you teach them truth. And you know you taught them right from the spirit of God. And they say, you planted those seeds, and those seeds are planted right. And you say, and they say to you, nah, that ain't for me. I got to keep on moving. You've been talking to someone who has a spirit of Antichrist, okay? And you need to understand that. The word don't lie, and I ain't making it up. I'm not adding to it, and I'm not taking away from it. Amen? Understand what I'm saying? And because you're teaching the truth, you are born with the righteousness of God inside of you. It is placed there from the first earth age. No matter how much you sin, no matter what you do, you can't run from what God has placed inside of you. Amen? Because just as much as you sin, you repent just as much. Amen? And it clears you and you're perfect for that moment again. Glory to God. Don't get on a guilt trip. Do not. The mind got time for that at all. Now, they that have the spirit of Antichrist are with them who have the spirit of the Kenite, and they have the mark of the beast. Thank Yahweh for the truth. Amen. Let's go to Second Thessalonians chapter two. Second Thessalonians chapter two. Now this is just clear. Okay? You can't get no clearer than this. What I'm about to read to you. It's like crystal clear. Amen. We've read this, right? We understand this, right? So therefore it's crystal clear. For the person who don't understand this, you don't get a mouthful right now. Okay? And I'm glad that you're here listening to this. 
and whatever platform you're listening to it on, this is for you, okay? So 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, chapter 2, verse 1, if you have a say, glory to God. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him. What is Paul saying here? What the teacher Paul is? He's saying, I want to talk to you about us gathering back to Jesus Christ. At the seventh trump, there is things that must happen. That ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled neither by spirit, or that means the spirit of Antichrist, the spirit of the Kenite, the spirit of the world, the spirit of falsehood, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. What he's saying is there's the order of things that must take place. There's certain things that must happen first. Watch this. Listen to him. Verse 3, let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. Now, what's this falling away? It is the great apostasy. What does great apostasy mean in the Greek? It means that you give up your professed religion, your professed belief, what you've been raised in your whole life. When you see the first Christ on the scene and you will worship the first Christ that you see on the scene. Who comes first? The Antichrist, Satan. He who comes first is a fake. Six Trump, six seal, and this great apostasy is extremely serious because this is what he was talking about back in Revelation 13 where it says the whole world will worship him. The whole world, except for those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen? For some people, it's time to make a decision. It's time to make a, a decision and get an incision. Okay? It really is. It rhymes. It's, 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 time, it's, time, it's time to make one. Okay? And the incision will be God placing that tall inside of you. Amen? What's this? There's a falling away first. So Christ can't return until the falling away happened. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Now hold up. Who's the son of perdition? What does perdition mean? Perdition in the Greek means he who was sentenced to perish. There's only one person that God has sentenced to perish. And his name is Tyrus. Tyrus' name, if you translate that to the, to, to the noun, is Satan, Antichrist. The dragon, the devil, the serpent, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Apollyon, Abaddon, the destroyer in the Greek. That's his names. He is on, he's the only one sentenced to perish. Hold your place here. Let's go to Ezekiel 28. Ezekiel 28, verse 1. I want you to just read this son of perdition. Hold your place there. Ezekiel 28. Watch this. We're going to get into some things in this chapter. I ain't going to read the whole thing to you. I'm just reading 10 verses because I want you to get what I'm saying to you. I want you to understand who Tyrus is. To understand, Tyrus means rock. It means movable rock. Okay? Not our rock. Okay? As the Song of Moses states in the book of Deuteronomy, it talks about their God is not our God. Their rock is not our rock. The Song of Moses, okay? Speaking of this Tyrus and our rock, Jesus Christ. If you have it, say glory to God, verse 1. The word of the Lord Yahweh, L-O-R-D, all caps, Yahweh, a sacred name, came again unto me, saying, Son of man, say unto the prince of Tyrus, first earth age. 
Thus saith the Lord God, be, because thine heart is lifted up, pride, self-introspection, and thou hast said, I am God, I sit in the seat of God, in the midst of the seas, now, let's translate this now, peoples. I sit in the midst of the peoples. Yet thou art a man and not a God, though thou set thine heart as the heart of God. Behold, thou art wiser than Daniel. He was pretty wise. There is no secret that they can't hide from thee. With thy wisdom and with thine understanding, thou hast gotten the riches and hast gotten gold and silver into thy treasures. By thy great wisdom and by thy traffic, what traffic? Soul traffic. Has thou increased thy riches, and thine heart is lifted up because of thy riches. Let's break down Titus for one second. In the first earth age, God had two cherubs. Okay? If you go get my three earth ages, you'll understand this. Okay? The message. In depth. In the first earth age, God had cherubs. Okay? Before Satan was a cherub, he was in charge of worship. Okay, so if he's in charge of worship, do you understand that everyone knows who he is? Hmm? And that everyone looks to him, okay, for what to do, right? When it comes to worshiping God, right? That praise. And because he did his job so well, he was so faithful to God in the first earth age. God promoted him to a covering cherub, which covers the mercy seat, which is the seat of Jesus Christ. Okay, now with him getting promoted, he's right on the throne of God. Walking up and down the altar of God, okay? Protecting the altar of God, the mercy seat. He sees everyone worshiping God every minute of the day with songs that he created, okay? With the, the way he taught them to worship God, the way God taught him to say, this I want them to worship me, the angels and everyone, right? Watch this. If this fool is up looking at everyone worshiping God and his heart get lifted up, with self-introspection, which means, self-introspection means that you look at what you have and you see what someone else has and you lust after what they have and you take it and you want to take it by any means necessary. It doesn't matter if it means killing the person to take what they have. Thus goes the Kabbalah in the Greek. His heart was lifted up with pride and then God had to throw him down. Thus goes Revelations 12, 7. Okay? Now, now, we're here, and I just wanted you to understand what we're dealing with and God's anger here. Watch this, back in Ezekiel 28, 6. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Adonai Yahweh, because thou hast set thine heart as the heart of God, behold, therefore I will bring strangers upon thee, the terrible of the nations, and they shall draw their sword, which is God's word, against the beauty of thy wisdom. Now, the terrible of the nations, this is not Israel, okay? This is not Israel. This is the very elect in this final generation. And I want you to get that and understand that. Okay? And they shall draw their sword against the beauty of thy wisdom. Because he is beautiful. God didn't call him ugly. He didn't call him scary. He didn't say he had a pitchfork and horns and a long tail and a red suit. He didn't say that. Satan is beautiful. One of the most beautiful beings God has ever created. As he states. If I keep reading. And they shall defile thy brightness. Thus goes the glistening one. That's why he has the name serpent. They shall bring thee down to the pit. That pit, Revelation chapter 20. And thou shalt die the deaths of them that are slain in the midst of the seas of the people. Wilt thou then say before him that slayeth thee, I am God? You're going to keep calling yourself me? 
You're going to keep having self-introspection over me? Or are you going to realize that I am God? Yahweh, But thou shalt be a man, ish, and no God, in the hand of him that slayeth thee. Thou shalt die the deaths, here is his sentence. Thou shalt die the deaths of the uncircumcised, because he will not get right. He will not be right. So therefore he is uncircumcised, not as God, the very opposite of what God told us. Circumcise your heart and your mind. He is uncircumcised, filthy heathen. By the hand of strangers, for I have spoken it, saith the Lord God, the son of perdition. Nice to meet him. Here we go. Let's go back to 2 Thessalonians. I want you to know what we're talking about. There's no, there's no mistake here. The son of perdition is only one person, and that is Antichrist, Satan himself, Tyrus. Verse 4, 2 Thessalonians. Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God. So, you get it, right? Satan. Or that is worship, so that he as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. We're speaking of none other than Satan himself, Tyrus, Antichrist. And I want you to understand that. Remember who we're speaking of in this verse 4. Okay? Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things? And now ye know what withholdeth, that he might be revealed in his time. What time? During the great apostasy. When he causes everyone to leave their professed belief, religion, what they grew up with from birth to worship him who they think is Jesus Christ. That's crazy, right? That's, that's like, it's, it's mind-blowing because you're like, not my uncle, not my dad, not my mom, not my aunt, not my grandma, not my brother, not my sister, not my, not my, not my um, best friend, not my pastor. Yeah, all the above. All the above. You're going to have churches leading their whole ministry to the Antichrist. Because they don't know this truth. Because they won't know this truth. Because they refuse this truth. Because they've never been taught this truth. And because they have the mark of the beast. And it's sealed in their brain, this mark. That's like someone trying to convert me. It ain't happening. <laughs> it's not happening. That's like someone trying to convert you. It ain't happening. You understand what I'm saying to you? That's how strong that mark of the beast is. They're going to ride or die to the end. Verse 7. Here's a tricky one. Watch this. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. Now hold up. What you have here in this verse 7. Okay. This is called in the Greek. It is a transitive verb. You know what that means? It means there's no subject here. So we got to go all the way back to verse 4 to pick up the subject and the object. Verse 4 and 6. So we have to transfer back to those verses. To who? To he who claims to be God. Watch this. Let's go back to 4 and 6. That's what the transitive verb is. Who opposeth and exalteth. Now you know who we're talking about, right? Antichrist, Satan. Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Antichrist, Tyrus, Satan, the dragon. Remember ye not that I was with you, I told you all these things. And now ye know that withholdeth, that he might be revealed in his time. What time? Six trump, six seal, six vile. You're going to be scholars by the time y'all leave here. Six trump, six seal, 
six vibe. Glory to God. It's just that simple. It's how easy the word of God is. And to put a little more stank on it, okay? Hold your place here. Let's go to Revelation 12. Don't lose this place. We ain't done with that. Revelation 12. Revelation 12, 12. Now I want you to see here. He will be kicked out of heaven, okay? And this is when it happens. Let me just read. Let me start with seven here. Let me start with seven. Let me go right to this war that's going to take place in heaven in this final generation at the six trump, six seal, six vow. Watch this. Revelation 12, verse 7, if you have it, say glory to, glory to God. And there was war in heaven, Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. Now, who's that? The devil. And the dragon fought in his angels. What angels? The fallen angels. Okay, watch this. And prevailed not, they lost. Duh. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. And that great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, Satan, which deceived the whole world. He was cast into the earth, and his angels were cast with him. Revelations 10. Revelations 10. Verse 10, and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser, duh, who's that? That's another one of his names because he accuses us, God's elect, those who work for him and serve him day and night before God. Do you see what your elect just did, Lord? You see what he just did? They're not your elect. You should just let them drown in their sorrows and in their sins. Thank God for grace. Amen. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcome him. Who's they? God's elect. Those with the seal, not with the mark of the beast. Those with the seal. Follow the subject here. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. That's Jesus Christ. And by the word of their testimony. And they love not their lives unto death. We don't care. We don't care. We're sold out. Okay? No more vacancies. Amen? Let's sow it out. Verse 12. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe unto the inhabitants of the earth. Yeah, he's coming. And of the sea. For the devil is come down unto you. Who's come down? The devil. He who comes first is a fake. Having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. Now, originally, from Mark 13, it was three and a half years. And we also learned from Revelation 13, it was three and a half years. But what did God do in Mark 13? He shortened it to five months. He knows he has but a short time. And he's pissed. He's pissed. And he has every right to be pissed. Because I'm pissed. And you should be pissed. If you would have a piss party, we could have one. Amen? Because we got Christ and we're going to win. Amen? Don't get, don't get sleepy. Don't get tired. Don't get weak on me. Don't, I want you to, to listen to this. I want you to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want you to, to be all quiet and stuff. Get excited. You have the victory. Amen. Let's go back to 2 Thessalonians chapter verse 8. Isn't that simple? Just messing this spot all up. Just bruising the head of the serpent as it says we would do from Genesis chapter 3, 15. Just bruising his head over and over again. And then shall the wicked be revealed. Now, I wonder who's the wicked. Antichrist, Satan, the devil, Abaddon, the destroyer. Whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth. That's that sword of God. And shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Now, hold on. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. I can't make this no clearer. God can't make this no clearer. I'm going to read it, but I'm not, I'm not mocking anyone who's listening, and I'm not treating you like a baby, 
Okay? But this is how I have to read this. Because I want you to get it without any question. Watch this. For the people who, have, who may have the mark. And I want you to get this and understand what I'm saying to you. So you can take the mark. Throw it out. Watch this. And then. Shall that wicked be revealed. We just told you. Whom the Lord shall consume. Who's the Lord? Christ. The true Christ. Amen. With the spirit of his mouth. The word of God. And shall destroy. With the brightness of his coming. Watch this. Even him. Whose coming is after the working of Satan. Let me read it again. Even him. Who's him? The true Christ. Seventh trump. Seventh seal. Seventh vow. Seventh trump. That's right, right? Yeah. Praise God. <laughs> the true Christ. I know it's real. I'm just testing you. Here we go. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan. With all power and signs and lying wonders. You can't get no more self-explanatory than that. There's, there's no challenging that. There's no saying, well, I don't believe that. No, no, no. I don't believe that, man. There, there's none of that. None of that at all. It is what it is. You can't change it. And Revelation 19, um, 11 through 20 proves it. The seven trump. It proves it. It Hold your place. Hold your place. I'm sorry. Hold your place. I got to go. I'm going to read this so fast. What's this? Revelation 19, verse 11. We, re we read this a lot because the word of God, if we're in Zechariah, brings it, it brings us here. If we are in Jeremiah, it brings us here. If we are in Deuteronomy, it brings us here. If we're in Psalms, it brings us here because it's the truth. And it's the only thing that makes sense on this earth. The truth. Watch this. Just making friends and influencing people. This is the seventh trump. And we're going to go right into um, chapter 20 as well. Watch this. If you have it, say glory to God. And I saw heaven open. And behold, a white horse. That's Jesus Christ on that horse. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. There's only one. And in righteousness, he doth judge and make war. There's only one judge. And the war is the wrath of God that he's carrying with him. His eyes were as a flame of fire. Revelation chapter 1 verse 7. And on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. Because he is the lamb that was slain. And is resurrected. And has come back not as a babe. But to bring the wrath of God. And his name is called the Word of God. And the armies of which were in heaven followed him. This is the remnant. Those who knew this truth were passed on. Upon white horses clothed in fine linen, white and clean. For they, uh, they earned them robes. This is their deed of robes. They earned it. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword. Back to 2 Thessalonians chapter, ver, chapter 2 verse 8. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of Almighty God. He has that cup in his hand. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Melchizedek, Malchus King, King of God's elect, King of the just. Glory to God. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, 
And he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of the heavens, Come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God. Now we know that at the seventh trump, we all change to our spiritual bodies. The only thing that don't change is the animals on earth. They do not change for a thousand years. They don't change until the millennium's done. They have to eat of all the flesh that comes off of our bodies due to the change. Glory to God. That ye may eat the flesh of the kings and the flesh of the captains and the flesh of the mighty men and the flesh of the horses and the flesh of them that sit on them and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. And I saw the beast, there it is, and the kings of the earth, those who are with this beast, Antichrist, and the armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. So you, what you have here is the seventh trump. We are now in our spiritual body, okay? He gathers all his elect from all the four, from the four corners of the world. We are in that army with the remnant, and we're coming down, okay? There's no rapture here. We're coming down to the earth, down to rule it, because he's going to rule it with the rod of iron. Satan and his kings, his crew, okay? The fallen angels, bang, instantly. Revelation 11, when they see the true Christ, they die instantly in the streets of Fatah. In Yerushalayim, they're dead. 7,000 dead instantly. Revelations 11, read it on your own. And now this one wants to make war. So that means this, that everyone with the mark of the beast is trying to make war with the true Christ. Have you lost your mind? Huh? You're either on drugs or you're eating dog food. It's, it's, it's one or the other. Something's wrong if you can't see this. Watch this. 20. And the beast was taken. What beast? Let's read it. And with him, the false prophet, that one world system gone, bye-bye, that he set up from Revelation 13 that I told you about, right? The false prophet, there you go, Antichrist. Translated in the Greek, it means Antichrist. That wrote miracles from what chapter? Revelation 13. Make fire come down from the sky. No one gives a crap. Not anyone with the tov. Not anyone with the seal of the living God. No one cares. We know who our God is. The only people who care and are like, Oh my God, it's Elvis. Oh my God, it's Tupac. Oh my God, it's Biggie. It's none of them. It's Antichrist. Let them die. We're some weird human beings in this world. I mean, very weird. Let them rest in peace. You got enough dealing with this fool. And the beast was taken, that one world system that he set up after he healed the deadly wound. And with him, the false prophet, translated Antichrist, that wrought miracles before him, Revelation 13, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the what? Beast. The only thing that makes sense is the word of God. And them that worshipped his image, these both were cast alive into the fire burning with brimstone. Today, Antichrist is gone. He's dead. Bang. Okay? That was just an office of Satan. That was a role that he was playing. Okay? That beast is gone. The 7,000 is gone. Now watch this. And the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth. That goes all the way back. All the way back to 2 Thessalonians. Does it not? We just read that, right? Just read it. And all the fowls were filled with the flesh. Let's run right into this chapter 20 for a couple, three verses. 
Watch this. And I saw an angel come down from heaven. This would be Michael, the archangel, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold of that dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. A thousand years for what? For the um, millennium. A thousand years of teaching. And cast him into the bottomless pit where God said he would go from Revelate, from Ezekiel 28 and shut him up and, and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. He must be loosed a little season. A little season. He must be loosed a little season. Let me say this to you. God's children. Let me say this to you. When he is loosed for a little season, he's only going to be loosed so that he can test everyone that comes out of the millennium age. Okay? If you still don't believe and take part in that final wedding and marry your Isha, Jesus Christ, which means your husband in the Hebrew, you are going to go to the lake of fire with Satan, with Antichrist, with the one world system that he set up, and everyone else who worshipped him, all because of the mark of the beast. What a waste of time, right? What a waste of space for people to not give their life to Jesus Christ, the true Christ. Watch this. Back in 2 Thessalonians chapter, chapter 2, verse 10. Almost done here. I'm going to just start reading. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. Why do people perish? Because they will not receive the love of the truth. It's a problem. It's a huge problem. They want to play games. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Remember, talk to you about that delusion, right? That's Israel. If God places strong delusion on you, no one can lift it up. It's there for a reason. And it's there so that you do not commit the unforgivable sin. So that you can have the millennium age. So you can finally be taught properly without any interference from the Antichrist, from Satan and his spirit and his mark. 12. That they all might be damned who believe not the truth. Damned? Damned to what? Damned to hell. But have pleasure in unrighteousness. Deceiving people. Calling themselves archbishops, prophets, and all types of foolishness. Guess what? The Bible states the last prophet was John the doggone Baptist. There's no more prophets. And excuse me, God, for saying the doggone, but it's just upsetting. There's no more prophets. Anyone who calls himself a prophet is a prophet liar. And they have the spirit of Antichrist. And they have the mark of the beast. Full blown. Watch this. 13. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you. Brethren beloved of the Lord. Because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation. Through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. You know it. You got it. You're sealed. Get to work. Period. That's what it is. 14 to close this chapter up. Wherefore, he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. You have nothing to worry about. God is with you. He will be with you. We have the victory. Amen. We have the victory. We have it. We just do. Watch this. Let's go to Isaiah 14. Almost done. Isaiah 14. Isaiah 14, 12. Listen. Listen to Isaiah. Listen to God speak through Isaiah. 
Isaiah is the second most used book ever searched in the Bible. The second most, the first of Psalms. So there's a lot of truth in Isaiah. Watch this. Verse 12, if you have it, say glory to God. Glory to God. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, the son of the morning star? Do you know who, who else shares that name, the son of the morning star? Jesus Christ. That's one of his names. The son of the morning star. Satan wants to copy everything. Because to copy someone is the number one joy stiller. Okay? It just steals the joy out of everything. So listen to what he's saying. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? Son of the morning, how art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations through deception? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend to heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Stars of God is the children of God. Remember, in Revelations 12, 7, he drew a third of God's stars. Translate that word stars to God's children. Amen? I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation, Excuse me. In the size of the north. Now, the size of the north, the minor congregation, if you remember anything that you've been taught from the diagram of the temple of God, the amount of congregation in the north side is right where the throne of God is. He's saying, I'm going to sit on the throne of the living God. That means you got to remove God in Christ from the throne. That means he has murder in his head. Right? Kind of evil to me. 14. I will ascend above the heights. That's what the takeover was about. It was, it was only one way to move God and Christ off the throne. And that was to murder them. And that wasn't happening. Understand the reality of what he was trying to do. He was trying to murder God and Christ. This is why there's no forgiveness for murder. There's no forgiveness for rape. There's no forgiveness for kidnapping. In the flesh, you must be executed instantly and sit to the Father so he can deal with you. Glory to God for truth. Watch this. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. They that see thee shall nearly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble? That did shake kingdoms? Mm, yes. They were like, this is who this is? This is Satan? Which caused all this trouble? And God just broke him down like it was nothing? Because that's what God promised to do, amen? He is the promise keeper. That made the world as a wilderness, yep. That caused the destruction in the first earth age. Absolutely. He is the one. He has a long, talk about having a rap sheet. Right? Talk about having a rap sheet for a criminal, right? The longest ever. That made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof. Jeremiah chapter 4 verse 19 through 28. Talks about that first earth age destruction. And it also talks about the cities that were there. That opened not the house of the prisoners. All the kings of the nations, even of all them, lie in glory. Every one in his own house, but thou art cast out of the grave like the abominable branch that he is. And as the remnant of those that are slain, thus through with the sword that go down to the stones of the pit. There it is again. Revelations chapter 20. 
as a carcass trodden underfoot. No good, good for nothing. Period. Hands down. I want you to see who's coming. And I want you to understand. The only way to understand this is if you understand with the talk, with the truth. If you have the mark of the beast, you're pretty much screwed. If you're listening to this and you, you have the mark of the beast, it's time to come out. It's time to come out of her, my people. It's time to come out of her in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's go to Romans 11 real quick. I'm going to talk about God's elect because I am leading with that next week. Romans 11. Those who fought against Tyrus, Antichrist, Satan in the first earth age that fought alongside God and Jesus Christ, Michael and um, Gabriel in the first earth age. And we had the victory. That's why we are his elect here now. You will learn about this next week. God willing. If somebody don't take me out for this message, <laughs> I'll be here. <laughs> That's funny. I think it's funny. Here we go. <laughs> there he is right there. Get him. <laughs> here we go. Do you know the damage that we're doing right now? Do you understand? And I laugh in joy. And I, and I laugh and praise to God because of the damage that's being done to the, to the kingdom of Satan because of what we're teaching. Glory to God. It's powerful. It's extremely powerful. Romans 11, all glory to God in Christ. Romans 11, 4. Speaking of his elect here, watch this. Listen to what he says. He's saying, I have some people here who know this truth. Watch this. But what saith the answer of God unto him? Elijah was like, Lord, they've Dig down thine altars and they killed all your prophets and I'm left alone. They seek my life. And God says, no, you're not alone at all. I'm with you. Plus, I've hidden a hundred prophets inside of a cave. You're not alone. Just picking up the speed here. And this is what Paul's giving a reference to so you can understand that in this final generation. Watch this. But what saith the answer of God unto him? I have reserved to myself... To myself. Reserve stock. Reserve stock. Barrels even. Okay? You know how you have wonderful bourbon or wonderful wine and it's so good and it's just reserved? And you can't touch it for a hundred years and it's reserved? And it's the most expensive thing that there is? Because it's the very best? That's God's elect. That's what he's speaking of. It's reserved. It's reserved. Watch this. I have reserved to myself 7,000 men and women who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal, Babylon, confusion. 7,000. 7,000 God's elect in this final generation. 7,000 is that number. 7,000 means spiritual completeness. It's not a lot of us. And I want you to understand that. If you look through history and every war that God ever fought in, every war God ever fought in, he was always outnumbered, right? And guess what? It doesn't matter because when you have God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, we're not outnumbered. We're the giants. Amen? We are the giants. Watch this. He's saying, I have them. I know them. They are reserved. They will not worship Antichrist. Even so... Then at this present time also, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. Those who have this truth. And if by grace, then it is no more of works. 
Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then it is no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. Ah, don't be confused. Let me break it down to you now. So what he's saying here is this. It is not something you can desire. You can't just want to desire to be God's elect. It is something you had to earn from the first earth age. Amen. It's something you worked into. It's something you worked for in the first earth age. You fought in a war to have this title. You fought in a war to be who you are and under God and be a part of that reserve stock. Amen. Verse 7. Then what? Israel have not obtained that which is which he seeketh for? Now you got Israel who is the promised seed of God through the promises that God made to Abraham. That's why they're called the promised seed. The elect Israel, the promised seed, whom Jesus Christ will come through. Through Isaac shall the seed be called. So I want you to see there's two different peoples they're speaking of here. Okay? But the election have obtained it. Now who's the election? Okay? The very elect in this final generation. Okay? The Gentiles. They have obtained it. And the rest were blinded. And Israel, they don't believe that Jesus Christ came yet. They just don't, but they will. According as it is written, God hath given them the spirit of slumber, eyes that they should not see and ears that they should not hear unto this day. And I'll say unto this day. What they're missing is what Paul was missing. The truth about Jesus Christ. Amen. We have the truth about Jesus Christ. We know he came, he died, he rose, he conquered. And he's coming back to rule with a rod of iron in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And David saith, let their table be made a snare and a trap and a stumbling block and a recompense unto them. Why? <laughs> because they don't worship Antichrist. Thus goes God's very elect when they're delivered up before the synagogue of Satan and the Holy Spirit speaks through them. It's going to cause Israel who already have the seal of God, who knows this truth, but God closed their eyes. He will open their eyes when the Holy Spirit speaks and they will hear it and they will come out and they will not worship Antichrist. Glory to God. Watch this. Let their eyes be darkened that they may not see and bow back their, excuse me, and bow down their back always and worship Antichrist. Listen now. Praise God for Jesus Christ. And praise God for the grace that he gives. Amen. Because, because of the Holy Spirit that will speak through us. Through God's very elect in this final generation. They will come out unscathed. And that's, a, and that's beautiful. But God keeps his promise. To Abraham and to Isaac. Glory to God. It's a beautiful thing. Now let's go to the let's go to the natural mark of the beast, and we're gonna close there. Okay, we're gonna go to Genesis four, and I want you to see this because it is what it is. Genesis four. Now, you see how everything connects, right? Genesis four. Genesis four, chapter what? Genesis chapter four, verse one. Right out of the Garden of Eden, when they got kicked out for messing with the tree of um, good and evil, Satan himself. And as you know, God split that seed and he put enmity between that seed line. If you read um, last week's message, if you get last week's message, this will all be in a bundle for you. Okay. And he, he um, split that seed line and put enmity between that seed. Enmity just means that it, you become a pure enemy. It's the natural fight of good and evil. Hands down, period. That's what it is. It's a fancy word for strife, hate, enemy. So Satan 
has a seed line with an Eve. And now Adam's going to lay with his wife Eve for the first time and going to get pregnant. And watch this. Genesis chapter 4, verse 1. If you have it, say glory to God. Glory to God. And Adam knew Eve, his wife. The word knew here is to lay with. Relations. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain. She conceived and bare Cain. And said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. Ishith Yahweh in the Hebrew tongue. Verse 2. Watch this. Pay close attention. And she again bare Abel. Now this word again is Yashaf, as we learned last week. It is Yashaf, and it means to continue in labor. To continue in labor. And it's beautiful because it lets you know that Cain and Abel were twins. I'm going to read it the way it's supposed to be read. And she, Yashaf, bare his brother, continued in labor, and bare his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. Now, at the process of time, they came to the age of accountability at the same time. And Abel, he also brought, that's why they were twins. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings, the very best of his flock, and of the fat thereof. And the Lord Yahweh had respect unto Abel and unto his offering, but unto Cain he had and to Cain and to his offering, he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And the magnificent, omnipotent, wonderful Yahweh said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth, and why is thy countenance fallen? Why are you all upset, walking around all moody? If thou doest well, thou shalt not be, shalt thou not be accepted. And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And Cain talked with his, with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field, this was written in the manuscripts, a little more detailed though, that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. Now, why in the world would Cain want to um, kill his brother? Why would he want to murder his brother? Reason being is because Cain was bigger than Abel. Abel just means breath of life. He was not big at all. He was a regular sized human being, okay? Cain was had a different stock inside of him, okay? He came from the stock of Satan. He came from the stock of um, the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Satan himself. If you go back to Genesis 3, you'll read the whole thing. That word touch means naga, and it means to lie with, and that's exactly what Eve and Satan did. They lied together and created this ugly child <laughs> named Cain, okay? And he was big. He was big. He was a big boy. And he overpowered Abel very easily and killed him with an axe to the head. What a gift. What a brother. All because of jealousy. Because of self-introspection. The same way his father tried to take over in heaven. It's the same thing Cain did to his brother Abel. Very sad. And the Lord, in the magnificent, omnipotent, wonderful Yahweh, said unto Cain, Where's Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? What a smart mouth. And he said, What hast thou done? God speaking to him. The voice of thy brother's brother crieth unto me from the ground. And now art thou cursed from the earth, which have opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. When thou tillest the ground, it shall henceforth yield, no, yield unto thee her strength. 
a fugitive in the vagabond shalt thou be in the earth, and Cain said unto the Lord Yahweh, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, thou hast driven me out from this day, from the face of the earth, and from the face, and from thy face, I shall I be hid, and I shall be a fugitive in a vagabond in the earth. And it shall come to pass that every one that findeth me shall slay me. Here's the mark. And the, and the magnificent, omnipotent, wonderful Yahweh. This is a polysendentent. That's why I must say those things. There's more here than being said. Okay? Yahweh said unto him, Therefore whosoever slayeth Cain vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord Yahweh set a mark upon Cain, there's that original mark of the beast, lest any finding him should kill him. So he protected Cain from dying because he has a purpose for Cain. And his purpose for Cain is for Cain's children, the Kenites, to kill our Lord and Savior on the cross. And that's exactly what they did, as you learned a couple of weeks ago. Praise God for truth. One more place, Genesis 5. I want you to see something. I want you to see how and this is Adam's genealogy of his children, okay? Cain's not in at all, okay? Because Cain's not his son. And I want you to see that. Watch this. Chapter 5 to close out, verse 1. This is the book of the generations of Adam. Meaning this is his whole genealogy, all the kids he had. And in the day that God created him, created man in the likeness of God made he him. Male and female created he them. And blessed them and called their name Adam with the particle and the article Adam, in the day when they were created. And Adam lived a hundred and thirty years. Now remember, God said that you will die in the day that you partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You will die. Now what day with the Lord, what we know from Second Peter, is a thousand years. And one day with the Lord is a thousand years of our days. So therefore, Adam didn't live to even reach a thousand years. He almost reached it. But that was his whole day. That's why he died in that day. Get it? And Adam lived a hundred and thirty years. He had seventy more years to go. And he would have had a complete day. And begat a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. And the days of Adam after he had begotten Seth were eight hundred years. And he begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Adam were nine hundred years. And 30 years and he died. That's it. 930 years and he died as God promised him he would. And that day, he would die. Now, in no wise do you see Cain here as his firstborn. Because it was not Cain. His at oh my God, I must I'm done teaching because I can't even get it out. Okay? Abel. Was his firstborn. But again I said to you what? Abel means what? Breath of life. Short span. Very short. 13 years to be exact. That's it. Okay? And he had to die. Right? So that he had to die so that you can see and understand. And understand. That only Yahweh's truth makes sense. And if you have the mark of the beast. None of this will make sense to you. But if there's a glimpse of God inside of you anywhere. And if you've always known that there's been more to God's word than what you've been taught. And you think you finally found a place. I tell you, you have. If you're ready to go for a ride. And not a ride for a rapture, but a ride in truth. Because only God's truth makes sense. Remember to stay in the word of God. Because that's where he wants you. Stay in his grace. Don't move. 
Because that's what he wants you. God bless you all. I love you all. All glory and praise to the Father and the Son. I take credit for nothing. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Were you moved by today's message? Download it now via our website for a donation of $10. Help us sow a seed of truth around the world. Donate any amount today. Thank you and God bless you.